All you that have joined us on live stream, we welcome you. We thank you that you've joined us. Um, we do know that the Word of God will be a blessing to you. It will edify you. It will build you up. It will strengthen you. It will give you wisdom and understanding. So, again, we're glad that you joined us. All the rest of you, I'm glad you're here. Amen. It's another good day to be in the kingdom, isn't it? Well, let's pray and we'll get started. Father God, we thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for the, the wisdom, the understanding, and the knowledge, Lord, that we can take your word and meditate, get it alive on the inside of us, that we can take it and apply it in our lives, and we can beat the devil at every turn. We thank you, Lord, that you've told us there is an enemy out there. We do know his tactics. We do know how he works, and that you... Lord Jesus has defeated him every time, every time, and we can do also. So we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the one that, that quickens this word on the inside of us. We thank you that you're here and that I speak only that you would have me speak and minister to the people. So we thank you, Lord. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to ask something. How many of you growing up either had one parent or another tell you to watch your mouth? I think everybody in here could raise their hand, didn't they? Yep. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about, okay? About watching our mouth. <clears throat> Anyhow, we've shared about it before, but you know what? It can be your best friend or it can be your worst enemy. It's just all, all how you apply it, okay? Uh, let's jump to Hebrews uh, 1. Uh, let me see. Yeah, Hebrews 1.11 is where I want to go. I'm all right. I'll get cranked up here. I want to share a couple things before we get started on our mouth, just so we know where we're coming from. Hebrews. I'm sorry, Pastor Tim. It's Hebrews 3, and I want to read 1 through 11. I'm sorry. I had, uh, no, I don't think that's right either. I don't think that. You know what? Let's skip that. Let's go to Hebrews 11, 13. Let me start there. I might come back to that later. We'll see what happens. All right. Talking about, it's not, and you know what? Here's, what? here's what we need to know. We are here but for a time, and this will tell us basically what's going on, that we are sojourners, and we aren't of this earth. We are heavenly creatures of that kingdom, but we are going to travel through the earth, okay? We have an appointed time to be here. God knew what that time was, and he knows what his plan is for us. And we can work with it, find out what he wants for us, and we can speak what he wants for us and line our confessions up. <clears throat> no different than what Jesus did, because Jesus just did in what he heard the Father say. He did in what he heard the Father say. He spoke. But our lives are supposed to be likewise. And, and we'll get into a little bit later about what James had to say. But anyhow, let's read this. It says, These all died, talking about all the saints, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Okay? Basically, that's us. Amen? And that's why he put that up here. And <clears throat> here's the good thing, though. We don't have to die in faith without receiving the promises because Jesus was the promise. Okay? So we walk in that. We, we can receive our promises. And what the Word goes on to tell us is that we are going to complete these people. We are the finish-up or the completion of these people. Our lives 
is going to complete and bring the kingdom of God to the earth. And if we hang in here long enough, we can all just rise up with him, okay? And it's important that we know that. But yeah, we're in the earth, but we're not of the earth. And that's something we need to keep, keep before us because you can get entangled. And it talks about, you know, that a soldier talks in Timothy about the soldier does not get entangled with what's going on where he's, where he's fighting at. He's there to do a job, and that's what we're here to do. We're here to do a job. We're here to walk with the Lord. We're here to get people saved, get people healed, get people, uh, get them trained, okay? I was looking for that other word, but trained, trained's a good word. We need to get them trained so that they can walk in and what we walk in, and, and that they can be an effect, have an effect on the people that are around them, and help other people get to where God wants them to be, Amen. That's God's goal, and that's why we're here. Otherwise, he'd have just taken us all to heaven, okay? He's got a job for us to do. Basically, it tells us in the Acts that, you know, what Jesus started, it says what he started, we're to finish it up. He got it started for us, but we're his body now, and we need to finish it up, okay? Okay. Uh, let's take a look at Proverbs 18.21 first, okay? Proverbs 18.21 we should know this one. It should be ingrained in us. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Okay? If you love gossip, you're going to eat the fruit of it. If you love the Word of God, you're going to eat the fruit of it. And it's our choice. I mean, God has always given us a choice. People choose all the time to go to hell. I don't know why, but, you know, for whatever reason. But that's our job, because, yeah, because they don't know, and, and, and we know that. They don't know. They don't know the love of God, and, they don't, and that's why it's so important that our life should shine before them, okay? We should show them the love of God. We should minister to them, okay? Share with them and talk to them. Don't, you know, we believe you, me, we do not have anything to be embarrassed of. We live the high life, and we need to know it and show it, and people say, well, you know, you're a little bit arrogant. No, I'm not. I'm just confident, okay? I'm confident. You know, they don't need to tell me I'm arrogant about doing concrete work. No, I'm just confident. I've done it for 50 years now. I'm just confident in what I do. And that's where we need to be in our life with the Lord. And, and you know, we need to know that his word is true and he will do exactly what he said. He won't do anything else. He's not going to change his mind. He's going to do exactly what he said. And what we need to do is line our thoughts and our, our speaking up with what he said. And then we can endeavor and, and to do and complete what he's put before us to do and complete. Amen? Amen. It's just, like a, it's just like a set of building plans. I can look at them. I know who needs to do what, who needs to do this. I know how to do it, pretty much all of it. But it's just knowing what we need to do, and what we need to do is share the gospel. We need to love the people, share the gospel, in spite of how nice or how not, how not nice they are. It's still up to us that we can show them God's love, regardless of how they act and how they treat us. This is probably one of the most important things that we can ever endeavor to learn is to control our tongue, okay? Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. And you know what? Go to Hosea 4.6 and we'll add to this because this is the other part of it. <clears throat> it says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being a priest. I want to just concentrate on the first part of it. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, okay? That's wisdom. That's understanding. They have a lack of knowledge about words. 
And, you know, there's a lot of people that know about words, but they don't know the power of the words. I mean, you get into the motivational speakers and all that, and they have an idea of it, but they don't understand. And maybe some of them do because they're probably Christians, but they don't necessarily understand and know the amount that words will affect us. You know, just like the cliches that we use. They're not always good, okay? They're not always good. And we have family members that, you know, had said something all their life, and you know what? It came to pass way too early. They left the earth way too early, okay? But we need to know that we're destroyed for lack of knowledge. And people say, well, what if I, what if I don't learn? No, it doesn't matter. You're destroyed for lack of knowledge, okay? You're lacking the knowledge. So you need to get all you can get, and that's why it's so important to read that word and to know that so that we can walk in that. But between, uh, between Proverbs 18.21 and this one, two of the most important things we can learn, two of the most important things we can meditate on, that you know that, that what you speak is life. We know the word is life. It's all life, nothing but life. And anything outside of that, it, it's called evil. Not that, you know, when people hear that, no, well, they think you're, no. If you're speaking contrary to God's word, basically you're cursing, okay, is what, what the word of God tells you, okay? It will, it will. It's going to produce exactly because you will say it enough and do it enough that it will come to pass. And people wonder why Christians die early. I, I could probably put 90% of it's on what they've spoken all their lives, okay? I mean, you have, and just like the ones that we talked about that are sojourning, here's the deal. God's given us a map, and He's given us a plan, and He's given us somebody to lead us. And it's all according to His Word and what we speak. And we need to know that we can navigate through this life, through this time on the earth, and navigate correctly and accomplish what we want to do, okay? If Lewis and Clark didn't have their, their guide, we'd have never made it to the West Coast, okay? And the Holy Spirit and the Word of God is our guide through our lives and it's so important, you know, and we reiterate and reiterate and reiterate, but we need to know that because that is the facts, okay? There's no science in it. It's a fact, okay? We don't, and people say, well, I don't know that. No, it's a fact. What God said he will do and what he has told us is going to come to pass, but it's up to you to make your choice and get your mouth in line with him so that you can endeavor not only, not only to make sure that your whole family's saved and going to heaven, but then everybody around you, okay? And your sphere and your circle should get bigger and bigger and bigger the more you walk with the Lord to where you're not embarrassed to walk up to a complete stranger and tell them about Jesus. I don't care what they say. You need to hear the word because what it says is if we don't do that, then their blood's on our hand. If you have an opportunity... Granted, the Holy Ghost to show you, and, and He'll lead you and guide you and all that. But you know what? You just need to get, get excited about it. Ladies, I know when there's a sale at a good place, you, you are, everybody's telling everybody. Right? This is the best sale that's ever, ever happened, okay? Amen. Amen. Again, your mouth can either be your best friend or it can be your worst enemy. And it's up to us. And it's careful about what we, you know, we need to be careful about that. Amen. Let's take a look at uh, Matthew 6, 31. We're going to take the, probably the first part of it. 
Matthew 6, 31. It says, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or a lot of the translations say, therefore, take no thought, saying. In other words, don't take any thought, saying. Because once you put your mouth in motion, then you're, gra you're, you're grabbing hold of it and gravitating to it, okay? Or you're releasing, you're releasing that spiritual uh, force that goes out that is going to maybe do something you don't want to. There you go. There it is. It says, therefore, take no thought, saying, okay? They were concerned about what we're going to eat, what are we going to drink, how are we going to get clothed. Don't take those thoughts. You don't need those thoughts, okay? We need to take the thoughts of God. It says, by, uh, for our healing, it's by His stripes we have been healed. For our provision, you know, Philippians tells us He's given us all things. Amen? And that's important that we get that and get that in our mouth. I don't care whether you're got two nickels to rub together, you need to confess about the promises of God so they can come to pass in your life. Whether you have it or whether you don't, we thank you, Jesus. Um, it's important. And, you know, people will tell you, you're crazy. That's not true. No, that's the truth. It's true that I'm sick. It's true that I'm poor. But the truth is, by Jesus' stripes I have been healed. And that God meets all my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. All right? I've put, it, I've put that into the past tense now. God has met all my needs according to His riches and glory. Okay? We speak the word whether, whether it's a fact in your life or not. It's still the truth. And it needs to be spoken out your mouth and get your spiritual uh, authority behind that. Okay? And in all of this, we all need to know that we have spiritual authority on this earth. That's right. Okay? And, you know, that's why we pray over the weather. But you know what? And people say, well, you can't pray. We can pray. And what we're doing is we're expanding, we're expanding our sphere of where our authority goes. But if you don't start it, you don't start speaking it, you're not going to get anywhere. Okay? It's no different than having a trip and you've got it all mapped out and you don't open up the map and look. Or open up your GPS and find out where you're getting started to, you won't get there. And it's important that we do that. Amen? Amen. Amen. But there again, take no thought saying or receiving. We need to watch the thoughts that we receive too. Amen? We do know that the devil, his only access is our, is our mind and our soul. That he's going to, he, and he, he does. He wants to possess your soul, okay? You know, and even, even a lot of Christians, he can't get into their spirit, but if he can control their soul, one, their life won't be a testimony. Two, they won't have any which way to turn. They won't have any answers. But you need to control your soul, and, and that's by your speaking and that's by your hearing that you are the ones in charge of that, Okay? God is not in charge of that. He's given you everything you need to keep you in charge. He's given you the authority that the enemy cannot come in and, and be a squatter and squat on your, in your soul and take over. But your thought life is where you operate out of. You know, that, that's the decision-making uh, department there is your soul. And that's why it's so important that we get our soul renewed. Okay. It needs to be renewed. I don't need to be thinking like I thought when I was a kid. 
okay? Although there's a lot of people out there, I think right now in this date and time that are thinking like they're kids, but, but it's kind of, you know, it's kind of crazy. As those things are going to come, you know, the devil operates in the spirit realm, but he's trying to get into your soul. And that's why we need to watch. Watch what comes in and watch what goes out, okay? Because I know we've all had thoughts. We just had a thought on our trip that me and, me and Pastor Ellen both had the thought, but we both knew to keep, keep our mouth shut, okay? We didn't say what we were thinking. So. <laughs> Not that it would have hurt anybody. It just it didn't need to be spoken, okay? Um, we don't want to speak into the spirit realm for that will produce into the physical realm, okay? It's important that we meditate, but it's up to us to start the process, and it starts with our mouths, amen? Uh, there again, the Word of God is truth. It supersedes anything. When everything else passes away, he said his Word will still remain, amen? That's why it's so important, and you know what? We are actually his Word right now because we all are in Christ, so we're going to remain, okay? Our bodies won't remain, but we're going to remain because we are an eternal spirit being. Amen? And that's important. Let's take a look at Proverbs 18, verses, verse 20. 18, verses 20. It says, a man's... I'll let you get there. I'm sorry. Proverbs 18, verse 20. It says, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Okay? A man's stomach or your, your life or your spirit or your soul is going to be satisfied from the fruit of your mouth. Are we spitting out rotten fruit? Or are we spitting out good fruit? Okay? And it's from the produce of his lips he will be filled. So, so very important that we do that. You're going to be satisfied if it's God's word. You are sowing. That is, okay, if we're sowing God's word, okay, you're going to be satisfied. And it's going to be life or death, and we know that sometimes death is what it takes to satisfy some people. I don't know why, but never will understand that. But whichever one you sow, whichever one you let come from your lips, that's what your stomach's going to be filled with. I just don't see how people get satisfied with anything other than the word of God, but apparently it's obvious they are because there's, there's what the Word of God says about it, okay? We want to be satisfied with God's Word. And how many of you know God is satisfying? Amen? Amen. When you get to know Him, and understandably, you need to know more about what the Word says, and we do lack knowledge, and, and that's why we stay into the Word of God. We find out and you know, you can read one scripture one day, you can read it the next day, the next day, the next day, and you can always increase because that's what his word does. It is that ever-increasing word, and that's what he wants it to do on the inside of us. Could Jesus have walked like he was supposed to walk when he was five years old? I don't believe so, because it said he walked the earth as a man. But he grew. It says he grew in wisdom and stature, didn't it? He grew in wisdom and he grew in stature. And that's what God wants us to do, to grow in wisdom and stature. Amen? And that we can, <clears throat> we can walk like he walked. People don't understand that. He walked as a man. He always called himself the son of man. Never spoke that he was the son of God. It was his disciples that knew that and, and told him that. 
But he walked as a son as man because God knew it wouldn't be fair for us to try and walk in the same way. But we can walk in the same way. We have a born-again spirit just like he had. We're filled with the Holy Ghost just like he was. And we have the Word of God. Actually, we've got his Word, the New Testament now, which is far better promises that we can walk in. So we need to press on in. And it is a pressing. I'm not saying it's a piece of cake, because it's not, okay? For anybody to tell you that, they're lying to you. But it is what we're supposed to do, and God has given us the grace to do it, okay? It's going to be more rewarding than not doing it. Amen? Amen. It is. It's important. It's very important. Romans 10, 1 through 3. Romans 10, 1 through 3. Uh, I messed that up, Tim. It's, it's Romans 12. I'm sorry. I was still in a fog. I was in a time warp, apparently. <laughs> we know what this says, but it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. We're going to go to three, yep. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what that good and acceptable and perfect will of God is. For I say, through the grace given to me, everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one of us the measure of faith. Okay? We must not only present our bodies, but also our whole being. I listened to somebody the other day and said, what was the main reason that you got saved? Was it so that you could serve God? Jesus or so he could serve you and that's a thought we need to stop and think about okay granted we all wanted to go to heaven but and it comes to a point that we need to make this decision that we need to present our bodies and our whole life okay not just our body and I know what it's talking about our bodies it's talking about our whole life that we present it to God that it be a sacrifice which is it, it is it's a sacrifice that you give up your, your things that you want, the things you endeavor to do, that you give them up for him. Not that he won't give you much better things, okay? He'll give you much better things. But it's just important that we do that so that we can know and find out what God's will is in our lives. We've got a general, we've got a general uh, understanding of his will because of the word. But then there's a personal will that you need to press in in an endeavor. And in reading the general will, God will disclose the personal will to you. Okay? Paul didn't go into the, into the Old Testament and find out what his personal will was. He went into the desert and spent time with Jesus. And it's spending time with the Holy Ghost that will show you what your personal will should be. Okay? Who he wants you to talk to. What he wants you to do. And that will strengthen the Word of God on the inside of you so that you can walk in opposition to everything the devil brings against you, which we know there's a bunch of it. But mainly he only has one access, and that's into your mouth. <clears throat> I mean, into your mind. And we know that, uh, I mean, we all know about a hypochondriac, what they do, they're, they're confessing they're sick all the time, and usually 
they end up sick or they can't find out what their problem is. But we need to be very careful about what we speak in their own lives. We need to speak the Word of God, which is good, and we need to control our mouths, especially in your own life. You need to control it in other people's lives. Of course, they have the authority, but, you know, of course, that's what witches try and do. They try and sneak in and get your authority, which we know they're working for the devil, but that's why we don't take anybody. And don't, don't, don't ever let anybody but your pastors speak over you. Nobody. Nobody. Okay? And just remember that because... That will keep you safe. Amen. James 1, I'm sorry, James 3, 1 through 12. James 3, 1 through 12. It says, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that you will receive a stricter, I'm sorry, judgment. It was down by the it was down by the, the scripture. It says, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole bodies. Look also at ships, although they are so very large, are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and it boasts great things. So how great a forest a little, kin, a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God, Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. For out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? And can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, or a grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. That was the end, wasn't it? But anyhow, it goes back that it talks about it'll set, it'll set on fire the course of nature. You know, and it says it's an unruly, and it says that no man can tame it. No, no man can tame his tongue. But the Spirit of God and the Word of God can help you tame your tongue. Okay? The man himself cannot. And not only about speaking about others, but it's about speaking what's in your life. That's what's so important. Because if you do that and get what's right on the inside of you, you won't need to worry about speaking ugly to other people. Right. Amen? You're just not going <clears> to. <throat> but it's so important that we get a hold of that. And that is so, so very real, what, what James talked about here. And I'm sure James had, he probably knew a little bit about being he was Jesus' half-brother. He'd grown up with him pretty much all his life, so... He might have tapped into some things, but even at that, it's just something we need to know, okay? We shouldn't have salt water and fresh water coming out of our mouths, okay? shouldn't be evil in, 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 in the Word, amen? And you know what? Believe me, you have to deal with it because at this day and time, there's some pretty irritating stuff going on out there. 
but we need to hold fast to what the Word of God says and know what the word, that the Word of God is true. And, and as I read through Proverbs, I see so many things in there that says, you know what? What we want to happen is going to happen because God's Word is true and it is going to come to pass and there's a whole lot in there about the evil, wicked man and it's going to come to pass. And that's where we need to put our trust and, and, and reliance in so that we can stay on a steady course. We can keep our mouth in line with the Word of God. <clears throat> Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's take a look at Proverbs 4, 20 through 27. <clears throat> Proverbs 4, 20 through 27. It says, My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Amen. That is pretty much how you should run your life. One, it says, watch what comes out of your mouth. Attend to his words, but watch what comes out. Watch what goes back in, like I said earlier. you got to be careful what goes back into you because it can, contam it can contaminate your soul. And you don't want that. You don't want that mixed up because it, it puts you in a a point of indecision on, on making a decision because you're not sure of it. And it's what James talks about. You waver, you waver like a, a wave in the sea. And you go back and forth, back and forth because we haven't established that. We haven't put it in our mouth. When something comes against you and up against you, we need, the first thing that should come out of your mouth should be the Word of God. Yes. And you should address that. Yes. We know we can't address a thought with a thought. We know what it tells us in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4. You cannot address a thought with a thought. You need to address a thought with the Word of God out your mouth so you can put that, that, that force into the air and you can destroy and, and, and defeat that thing right from the get-go. Might you have to say it again? Yeah, you might have to, okay? You might have to. I, I would probably advise it, okay? Uh, but do it. And, and be prepared and know, you know, we do not know what we're going to encounter, okay? I mean, unless the Holy Ghost shows you, you won't know from day to day, but we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared so that whatever comes at us, we can address it with the Word of God. Just like Jesus showed us when the devil was tempting him in the, in the desert. It was the Word of God, only the Word of God, that he spoke back to the enemy and it stopped him dead in his tracks. Amen? And we need to identify what's coming at you. Identify why it's coming at you. Have you left the door open for it? Okay. And if you have, repent, ask God to forgive you, and get back on track where he can help you. And we don't, uh, we don't ever want to think we can do anything on ourselves, okay, by ourselves. Because if you do, you're going to mess it up, <laughs> okay? 
That's just, it is what it is. It says, put in all ways, acknowledge him. So whatever we do and deal with in all ways, we need to acknowledge him and see what he has to say about it. You know, he's our partner in this life. He's our guide. He's the one that leads us. <clears throat> and it's his plan and it's his, it's his map that he's given us. And it's just important that we keep that before ourselves. And how many of you talk to yourselves throughout the day? I think everybody in here does, don't you? Okay. Well, we need to talk to ourselves good, don't we? Okay. I know, I know I call myself stupid sometimes when I do something stupid, but I'm just wanting to let myself, just wanting to let myself know, hey, that was pretty stupid. But anyhow, you know, <clears throat> but you know, then we, we can address it and, and know what the word of God says. So it's important. <laughs> we need to hearken to do his word. Okay. Um, it's your life to put in your mouth. Okay, you do have control. Nobody has control. Nobody has control over your life. You have control. You know, everybody says, well, it's in God's hands. No, I'm sorry, it's not. Yeah, the fulfillment of the end times is in God's hand. The overall plan is in God's hands because it's in his word. But you, on an individual basis, it's up to you. And basically what people don't want to do is they don't want to be responsible Would that be a nice life? Just not have to be responsible? Kick back in your easy chair and let God do everything? It's not going to do that. Okay? It's not going to happen. You're going to have to work for what He's given us. Okay? He's given us all the promises. We just need to receive them. But pretty much everything that we get from God has got to come through our mouths. We need to speak it. That's how you receive it. You speak it to yourself. You speak it to yourself, and it's important that we speak the Word of God. Amen? Amen. You sow it in your heart, okay, and you meditate on it, and that's watering it, okay, and you speak it again and again and again and again. You speak it, and then it grows up in your heart garden or your spirit okay for out of that place 20, verse 23 tells us out of that place is where life comes from okay it comes from your spirit but it's going to come inevitably from the word of God that you've placed in your spirit it is the word that we've sown and it's important that you know you've got a crop okay a farmer doesn't throw his seed out there and never go back and look at it you need to tend to your fields. You need to tend to your thoughts, to, to what you speak, so that you can have a harvest. A farmer always wants a great harvest, but you know what he does know? He knows it's up to him. He's responsible to produce that harvest. He doesn't know how it grows, and he doesn't need to. But he does need to know how to tend to and take care of. And the Word of God shows us very explicit how to do that in our lives. He's given us his Word and his Spirit. And that's why it's so important that you get together and come and sit under the anointing of a teaching ministry. Amen? And, you know, people need to come. There again, they don't want to be responsible. Oh, God will take care of it. Uh, no, he won't. You got to, you got to, it talks about doing his commandments. 
then he can work with you, okay? If my people don't show up, I can't get the work done, but they need to do what I tell them to do. But if you don't show up, God can't tell you what to do because he's told you to come and sit. Don't forsake to assemble yourselves, okay? It's the, it's the body and it's that corporate anointing that is going to help you get through, okay? We just went through a circumstance in our family. They didn't have a church. There's no corporate anointing there. Okay, and it makes it tough. It just makes it tough. So, but it's important that we know that. Romans 10, 8 through 10. Romans 10, 8 through 10. We know this is our, 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 our principle one for getting saved, but it's the principle for every other promise that God has for us. It's talking about, it says, but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Okay? Basically, you can't be saved unless you speak. God wants to hear you say something. Amen? And, and basically what it tells us, in, in I think in Hebrews, talks about the angels. They're waiting to hear the word of God come out of your mouth so they can respond and do what they've been commanded to do. You know? Uh, I'm afraid a lot of people's angels are sitting down at Starbucks drinking coffee because nobody's put them on duty. But God has placed them there for us. And our mouth is what activates what they do. I want my ministering angels round about me. I want everything that they can do for me. Okay? But it's so important that we speak. And again, all the promises. You could, ju you could take out, you'd be saved, but you could just put the promises of God in there. you got to believe it in your heart. you got to confess them out your mouth. And then you'll have salvation, which is all the promises that God's given us, okay? One, you'll be saved, but you get all the rest of it. You get healing. You get the peace. Uh, you get prosperity. You get everything he's got for us. But, yep, yep. And believe me, there's not another, another package like it, okay? Okay? That is the best work package, and we're working. Amen? We're working for the kingdom. We're, we're trying to further the kingdom. We're trying to engulf the whole earth with the kingdom of God. And as we do that, we need to fasten and hang on to those confessions so that we can get all that he's promised us. You know, if you give somebody a gift, don't you want them to open it up and appreciate it? Yes, you do. And God, boy, he sent us the best, the best. One gift and it covered everything, didn't it? So it was important. So, and he wants that. That's his desire. Hmm. Write these scriptures down. Write down John six thirty eight. I think it's talking about Jesus said the word is truth. Okay, I believe that's the scripture. Let's take a look at Proverbs 19.16. Proverbs 
and it will, it will, uh, it says, he who keeps the commandment keeps his soul, but he who is careless of his ways will die. In other words, if you keep the commandments or if you do what the word tells you, you will keep and maintain your soul, but he who is careless of his ways will die. In other words, if you don't tend to your soul, there's a good chance you'll die and die early. Okay? When you're going to die, you, there's a good chance you could die spiritually, but you need to tend to your soul. We do know that you can die spiritually. It's, it would take a, you know, a tremendous act from somebody to do that, but you can. But to keep the commandments, in other words, to do what the Word of God says, to live your life by faith, to stay in the Word, to meditate on the Word, you can keep your soul. And again, that's what the devil's trying to steal. And he's done it for so, so many Christians. He's stolen it. And they walk around. They walk around like the children of Israel in a circle, never getting to their destination, never attaching themselves to the promise. And I'm certain that's got to disappoint our Father so much because He gave so much for us to come through our lives and live a life befitting of Him, that we could live in health and prosperity and all that we endeavor to do, that we would be a success, that, you know, just like, um, just like Isaac, it said the Egyptians were jealous of what he had because he sowed in famine and he reaped a hundredfold. And then it says, then he became really rich okay and that's what God wants to do in our lives so that we can and it's not just you know it's talking it's talking uh, it was talking physical stuff back then it wasn't talking spiritual things it was talking about money about crops okay and we need to endeavor to do that because with inflation it really costs a lot to get the gospel out there now amen but God will provide everything you need to accomplish His will. Amen. John 1, or Joshua 1, eight. we know what that says. Meditate on the Word, but you can jot that down, okay? It says, get a grip on your mouth and what comes out of it, okay? Control what you let into your soul. And those two work hand in hand so that you can step up and we can be who God's called us to be. Amen? And it is important for that. Amen? So now you all have to just remember, I hear it in my mom's voice. You need to watch your mouth. Amen? And probably, I'm sure a few of us probably got swatted across the face. God's not gonna, God's not gonna swat you across the face. Amen? But He will. He will tend to you and let you know. The Holy Spirit will let you know. Amen. You know, it talks in Psalm, put a guard over your mouth. Well, he can put a guard over your mouth, but you're going to have to be the one that operates it, okay? So it's important to do that. But Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you've given us all authority in, in, in the earth, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that we take that authority and we let it come out of our mouth, Lord. It is your word. And we are establishing the earth, Father, just like you talked about 
in Hebrews that your word is what establishes and what sets things in motion on this earth. So we thank you, Lord, as we keep an eye on our mouth, Lord, and as we speak your word, we thank you, Lord. We thank you and we praise you for that. We thank you, Holy Spirit, you quicken that on the inside, Lord. And I thank you this word, Lord, is deep-seated in your people and that it grows and produces a harvest, Lord. And we thank you and give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. If you have been watching and you would like to give into the ministry, if it's blessed you, if you will go to, you should be on the website, but go to the donate button at www.newlifefamilyworship.net. It'll give you directions on how to give. And we are agreeing with you that the seed that you sow will be blessed. It will be multiplied and returned to you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together. All the rest of us, that if we have a tithe or whatever, you know the blessings that are attached with it. We need to speak over whatever we give, when we give. If it's a tithe, then we know it's going to open the windows of heaven. We know that God rebukes that devourer for our sake. I mean, for, yeah. And, uh, and of course, the giving, it's multiplied. So, hallelujah, hallelujah.